Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One. Good evening, good evening, good evening. And do you know where you're at? Well, if you're looking at my face, and if you're looking at Matt Nunn the Wiser's face, that means you're on game face. I am your host, Richard Theresa Ewing. As I said, he is Matt Nunn the Wiser Wise. And before I get started, as always, Matt, you know me. I got to go to the questions. Get them. So if you're trying to figure out what color shade for your drapes you need to have in the front living room, you're on the wrong podcast. And if you're trying to figure out how to move from one home to the new one and you need help, you're on the wrong podcast. However, if you need insight into barrier sports and if you need insight on sports on a national level, you put your game face on. And if you want to be able to get information from a spectator's perspective, once again, you got your game face on. I'll say it again. I'm I'm he's Matt, none the wiser. <laughs> Welcome to Game Face. We'd love to have you. Matt, what do we got? Hey, it's been it's been a while, and so it's okay. Right. It's okay. Yep. But but it's been a while for a good reason because I you know to be honest with you I had to I had to get some R and R I had to uh, get the relaxation in mm-hmm. before the Olympics started because once the Olympics start my life becomes chaotic and crazy and my and especially when when it's live you know at three a.m. in the morning um, sometimes I got to be committed to the game so we had to take some time off just to kind of relax and recuperate you got a nice little background going on back there yeah you look relaxed okay but this is the thing okay and folks if you're watching the podcast right now basically what happened is real life happened okay this man needed vacation time and i had to move so i had to go get myself some new digs and i'm gonna tell you something you know what i learned about moving I don't ever want to do it again. <laughs> okay. No, you never want to do it again. And you're not a moving expert. But if no. you want to talk sports, then that's what's up. And yeah, that's what's up. That's what I do. So, so, but I just really, my wife and I, we have resolved in our hearts that moving forward, if we ever have to move again, we will use a moving company. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And, and, uh, you know, listen, July is coming to an end. Uh, July is a great month of sports, July and August. But if you're into sports betting, Bet online is where you should go to win your money today. I know the NBA finals have just ended. I did not expect the Milwaukee Bucks to be the NBA champions. So I would have lost some money, (laughs) but I didn't do it. But with MLB heading into the second half of the season, there's plenty of betting action to get involved in. And if you're a football better, football season's around the corner, and there's tons of futures and props that you can wager on as well over at Bet Online. Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. So visit their website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, whatever's ahead, go over to Bet Online and start playing today. That's betonline.ag, your online sports book experts and they've got olympics stuff you could do olympic betting you could be a degenerate like me that not only would watch every single event he can get his eyeballs on 
but can also go and put money down over at betonline.ag. So, well, I've said this before, and I say it just about every time, okay? Just like you, if I would have put money on the NBA Finals, I would have lost because I probably won with Phoenix. But I don't gamble, uh, uh, so I don't lose money. I don't gain any money, but I don't lose anything either because I don't gamble. So, But if you think you got the chops, you think you can make it happen, go. you just gave me a web address where to go to. But you're right. Yeah, to your point about the NBA Finals, I did want to talk about that because that was a Finals that, you know, you you got to give, you know, props where they're due. And the Greek freak just, he just smashed Phoenix. Just smashed him. Not to mention, they had a problem. They had a problem stopping, you know, their, their, uh, their, their cast of characters as well. You know, they had a problem trying to stop Robert Lopez. He was scoring on them. You know, Middleton was scoring on them. And then you had Connington. You had all these other guys that were contributing. And it just looked like when I saw the first, the first part of game six, Phoenix just, just wasn't hitting shots. They just weren't. They weren't hitting any shots. Um, they weren't hustling after balls. You know, all the rebounds were going to the big guys. And after a while, I mean, I, I like Aiton. I really do. But I think his his awareness on the boards was just a factor in that game. Yeah, it's it, it's real unfortunate for, for Phoenix Suns, Phoenix Suns fans, Chris Paul, the whole story that was going in to the finals. But for me, it's it. I'm super happy for Giannis. I think I love what he means to the game. I love the way that he carries himself. I love the way that he interacts, takes, you know, the fans. He loves his fans. Um, and I think he's a great ambassador for the game, the, the NBA game. Mm-hmm. But what I'm what you mentioned and I, I noticed was the reason why he stayed in Milwaukee, the reason why he was willing to sign the extension was he wanted other pieces around him. And he finally got some other pieces around him. Mm-hmm. And now you see what happens when he gets what he needed um, with Holiday. Holiday had a huge, huge series. I mean, he may not have done a lot offensively, but defensively he was nasty. Um, Milton doing his thing. I mean, he held him in the series, I think, uh, for a good portion of it. But, you know, I, I so I'm super happy with with where the NBA turned out, uh, the NBA finals, Giannis, the Milwaukee Bucks. But now I'm really just super excited to see what the Warriors are going to do in a couple of days with the NBA draft coming up. And are they going to hold on to their seven and 14 pick or are they going to? trade away their pick with some of these uh, these rumors i'm hearing is just insane uh the seven and the 14 wiggins and wiseman for bradley beal like i'm sorry i'm not interested that does not move the needle for me to no, you're giving up you're giving up way too much and i'll tell you something else really at the end of the day to your point getting back to that i'm gonna shift over to the wars afterwards you're talking about Giannis and you know the cast uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, one of the things that's really interesting about that whole dynamic was that, you know, the, before this season, last season, before he signed that extension, there was talk about him going to play someplace else and, and to build a super team. And instead, he decided not to do that, re signed the extension with the Bucks, leads the Bucks to the promised land. 
basically by him doing that and by them having a the dominant center, you know, you could tell that the, you know, super team is slowly fading out. It's slowly, it's, 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 it's like they got, I mean, the bus went back to traditional NBA basketball where they had a big man who could get the job done and they had a cast of characters that supported it. They had a few big men. <laughs> yeah, a few, yeah, because they had Robert Lopez too. But, but, but I'm still saying my point being is that this is where if I'm, if I'm Bob Myers, you know, I'm thinking just like you are, none the wiser. I'm thinking, hey, you know what? Mm-mm. I'm not trading Wiseman. I'm not giving up my 7 and 14 for one person. That's just, that's just way too many assets that you're giving up for, for Bradley Bill. Well, I know I do know they have to give up quite a bit because of the the money coming back and everything, and because they're over the cap and so all that. I knew I do know there is that aspect of it, so they are going to have to give up a probably a little bit more than they normally would to acquire someone like that. I to me, I just don't like it. I don't, uh, you know, you got Stephen Clay in your backcourt. You you don't need a, a Bradley Beal. No. You know what I mean? You need you need size, you need rebounding, you need defense, right. you need a rim protector, you need a rim runner. You know what I mean? You need those things. And uh Bradley Bill's a great player. He yeah. just doesn't do it for me. And so I think with the seven and fourteen, you can you can get youth, which I know the Warriors aren't excited about uh because they want to actually make another run at the title. But you could get youth, or you trade the seven and fourteen. You go up and get a, a player in the top five. Um, that's what I would be in favor of, um, rather than trading. And then you sign Kelly Oubre, sign and trade. Yeah, you get for him. Yeah. Um, gonna move over to your my gigantes. Hey man, so like last seven games, all right. Mm-hmm. Giants are have won four out of the last seven. Okay? okay. And they've done that against the Dodgers. They won three out of four against the Dodgers in uh in LA. Um, I drove right past the stadium mm. and and they you know they deserve those losses. That it's a terrible area. It's a terrible <laughs> anything about the Dodgers is terrible, it's just terrible. <laughs> Yes, on this um, show, anything about the Dodgers is terrible. We're going to repeat that. And those of you watching, if you're Dodger fans, you probably don't want to be here right now. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. Because we're not going to talk anything good about the Dodgers because they don't play here in no. the Bay Area. Um, and we're going to talk about the Giants. And the Giants went down there and whooped them three out of four mm-hmm. uh, and took it from them. And and then they kind of they came back in, into San Francisco and they got beat by the Pirates. But, uh, you know, that, that was probably – you know, one of those trap games because they got two huge series coming up, in my opinion, against the Dodgers and the Houston Astros. But the young guys are playing well. Wade's playing well. Therio's playing well. Uh, you're getting contributions still up and down the lineup. They're still hitting bombs. I think they hit like five yesterday. Um, so so it's, it's a good, good to be a Giants fan right now. So I understand Joey Bart got sent down to AAA. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, so, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's packaged in some kind of deal, um, because the way Buster Posey's been playing mm-hmm. and the contribution, I, I don't know. And and from what I understand, they have other top tier catchers in their in their um, their minor leagues, mm-hmm. so coming up, and so Bart may be like ready to play, and mm-hmm. but he's not going to get the time. 
And so maybe I think it might be time we might see him go. And who knows? Wow. I don't know. Somewhere in the back of my mind, I'm still thinking, what would happen if he went full time? Well, he they had the opportunity right now. Buster's been out with that thumb injury, and he wasn't sniffing much. So, um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I think the Giants are going to make a move. It's probably not going to be a big splash. Um, I don't see them getting a guy like Chris Bryant from the Cubs. Right. Uh, but I do, but I do see Farhan uh, being the intellectual genius that he is, and and making some very, very thrifty and crafty, uh, crafty moves. Yeah. So it appears that Brandon Belt may be back sooner than they thought. Wade Junior's got twelve home runs already this year. I know. I, I'm just, I'm putting it out there. I you know really, really well. Yeah. Um, you know. Good. I mean, good. I'm like, Brandon Belt was balling this year, but as per usual, the health issue. Um, yeah. so it may be time to uh, to see what he can get on the market. I don't. It's kind of interesting that the story would come out now that he's ready. He's you know he's making his comeback to to come back. Yeah. Um, and it, so, it seems like to me, you know, Gabe Kapler's got some decisions to make uh, moving forward, especially with the trade deadline coming up. So I want to move over to the 49ers because, you know, I love my Niners. I just love them. I love them. I, I tell you something. I, I wish I can get it. I wish I can get that, that flag you got hanging behind you. Okay. Cause that's what's up. Okay. That's what's up. Faithful but, and faithful now, baby. That's right. But we re-signed Fred Warner, which is huge. Um, they're already talking about Nick Bosa they're talking about the play of, of Trey Lance. Some of them even thinking that Lance is going to start. I think it's too early to say that. But everybody is is high anticipation for the first preseason game where, where Trey Lance, you know, is over over center. So um, with that in mind, I, I'm telling you something. I, I just want to see him throw a pass to Jalen Hurd. I want to see that, dude. I want to see because Jalen Hurd is a beast, man. If he can keep himself healthy, oh, ho, ho, ho. that's the thing. If he can keep himself healthy, because I've been hearing those rumors for two years, like, oh, I can't wait for us to see Jalen Hurd and what he's going to do. And we've seen Bupkis. So yeah. uh, I'm excited to see it. I'm just, you know, the excitement's just a little bit dwindled these days. Yeah. And I'll tell you something, with his health being the way it is, I can appreciate where you're coming from because I'm, I'm kind of melancholy on that area as well. Um, but I will say the one thing they have been talking about other than Trey Lance is definitely what Kyle Shanahan is going to do with that, this so-called just deep running back court. They're saying it's just deep. It's just, you know, he has, he has like all these, these, these running backs who can run the football and, and apparently they're all very fast. Okay. My biggest issue about that is when you run the football, your percentage of losing the football is at about 50% because running backs can fumble, okay? And that's really what I'm going to be watching because we got to be honest, man. Mostert, when he ran the football, he barely, he rarely lost it. I think he only fumbled maybe one time all season. Well, that's what kind of gave, uh, that's what ran Breed out, right? A little bit was his troubles to hold on to the football. Right. And, and I'm just, I'm just, and with all these new faces, you know it's coming. 
You know, you're always going to be one of those guys who's going to be, well, yeah, you're fast, and yeah, you can run, but you can't hold on to the football, and you turn the ball over. And you turn the ball over, and you do it at a crucial time when the Niners are either needing, needing to score or it, it's a, it's, it's a, 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 you know, a never say maybe, you know, game where you can either win or lose. And so that's my biggest worry about the running back court. It really is. Why, why would you be worried about that? That sounds because, awesome. That sounds like a good problem to have, right? Well, it's, it's, it's just that I've, you understand, I'm old school Niners. I remember the days of them having running backs, man. And there would be, the game would be on the line. Okay. And they, and, and you knew, okay, the quarterback can just simply toss a pass, you know, and all like a like a, a five a five yard in, all of a sudden we won the game. But then they hand the ball off and goo, he misses the pickup or he takes a step and misses the handle, and all of a sudden the ball falls out. The team falls on and they win the game. You're just going, oh he's like, oh, the agony. Oh, yeah, just how many how many times in a crucial moment does a quarterback throw a pick? I mean, that those <laughs> those times mm-hmm. happen. I, I don't know. You give Shanahan all those horses in his stable and being able to design an offense to an attack, a defense with all those horses in his stable. I mean, can you imagine some of the matchups that he's going to create with each one of his running backs? These, yeah, they're but, not going to know what hit him. Yeah. And, and they're not going to know what hit him. Well, to your point, we think about this. Hey, you know, he, Kyle Shanahan is the master of the decoy. He is. He's the master of the decoy. He, he, he'll, he'll put him in the, in, in the eye formation, and you just know he's going to run the football. Then all of a sudden, he flares out in the corner, and he catches a pass. Like, oh, damn, really? That just happened? Where, where are we at? Where's, where's, our, where's our free safety? Somebody get over there. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I, I can understand where you're coming from because you're right. He, he does do that. And you know what? You're going to need it. Like, think about it. Like, you're going to need all those horses in your stable and the running back to position because at wide receiver position, your depth isn't as deep. You don't have all those horses or you're not sure what you do have. So, you know, you can make up for it now because you got you got a couple extra pieces in your running back field, you know. And, yeah. And if they can catch the football, like I said, it's decoy city. Um, I expect Brandon Ayuk to have a breakout year. Well, absolutely. Yeah, I, I expect him. I expect him to break out year. But I tell you something. I hope he's worked on his speed in the offseason because that was one of his biggest Achilles. He could catch the football, he could run the route, but he didn't have no breakaway speed. That was the one thing that bothered me about him. Uh, man, I don't know. He's kind of the speed guy, right? Like, so you know, yeah, but, I'm in Debo, he's kind of the speed guy, right? Debo yeah, but more the, I'm talking about. I'm not talking about breakaway speed. You know, when you catch the football, you're gone. Okay. Another gear, you know, like the yeah. gear I don't got. You know what right. I mean? The gear I'll never have yeah. now because I'm too old. Yeah. Uh, I got first and second, and then it's that's it, bro. Well, you got first and second. I don't have no gear. Oh, <laughs> hey, you're an automatic, baby. Yeah. So, okay. So I'm going to shift gears over to the Oakland A's. And we're going to shift gears to the Oakland A's because. I'm sure you were all heard busy. Henderson, Henderson, Nevada is, is Henderson, Nevada is the new potential landing spot for, for just, the Oakland or for, for the, I just, Listen, I just can't I've been to out. Vegas there. You, you're not going to drive to Henderson, Nevada to watch the A's. It's okay. But, okay. But this is the problem I have. I just can't see to figure out how it is that the city of Oakland can mess this up. 
I listen honestly. <laughs> did you? I listened to a, a an interview on local radio here in the Bay Area, and they interviewed a, a lady that wrote an article on the owner and people that were connected to the owner that knew the owner well of the Oakland A's. Talk about Mr. Fisher. Listen, that guy's a butthead. Sure, he is. That guy is. I mean, if his ego wasn't in the way this probably would have gotten done uh from and just is just from from what i've what i've heard and what i'm hearing yes the city of oakland like let's pull it together let's get this done because you cannot afford to lose the oakland a's all right but on the other end of things like this guy's trying to take advantage of the city of oakland um and leave them holding the bag for for stuff that's kind of like it's a exorbitant or you know too much okay but but this is the thing at the end of the day, as much of a butthead Fisher is, and we all know he is because we look at the way he handles the A's. He handles the A's like a cash cow. It's like whenever he wants money, just sticks his hand in, takes the money, and, and just takes it. And then the players go out there. They're competitive every year, no matter what he does. And But him being a butthead as an owner is something that he has a right to do. He owns the A's. It's not right. Absolutely. It's, not, it's not right. It's not ethical what he's doing, but he does have the right to do that. It's the same thing with Mark Davis. Mark Davis had the right to do what he wanted to do with the Raiders because he owns them. Was it correct? No. Was it ethical? No. Um, was it right to the fan base? No. But he did it anyway. Okay? And then that's the but that's the thing. Like, okay, you can do whatever you want. You own. I like honestly, at the end of the day, like, what, who am I? Who are you? Like, right, right. And and, and and we gotta be honest. They're not gonna listen to us. No. <laughs> do do what you do. You right. Do you right. like they would say? But here's my thing: is like. That's how you lose customers. That's how you lose consumers. That's how you lose fans. And if you look in the st the stands around Oakland, you've done it to yourself at this point. Look at what's going on over in the Bay, San Francisco. They just sold out 30,000, 30 plus thousand, right? Because look at look at the ownership, right? Mm -hmm. um, they're investing back into to the company, investing back into their business. Look at the Warriors. The Warriors, I've been a Warriors fan my entire life. The one like diehard Warriors fan my entire life. And they've never been good. Better. They've never been good my entire, no, no. my entire life until the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. And what changed? Ownership. Yep. You know. Like I don't, I don't know much about the ownership previously, but I do know well, the GMs. Athletes, are okay, look, I tell you the thing. I, I'm a diehard fan, and I know a lot about the ownership earlier, the one before. Okay, right. It was, it was garbage. It was garbage. Corn was garbage. All buttheads. Yeah. So, Corn was garbage. So that's the thing, and and you know, you bring in new ownership. What happens under new management? Who all these fans come come back, and all these consumers start coming. You walk around the Bay Area, dude. People are repping the Golden State Warriors so hard around here. Mm -hmm. It's obscene. Hey, look, wait a minute. You know, like right there. Just, just look, that's right. That's right. And, and that's great. Like, because new ownership brought life into that team. And look what it has done for, for the entire community of the Bay Area. And and look at what the Oakland A's have, have given. You could put a product on the field, but what have they really given to their fans? Because their fans know it's half-hearted. Okay, Henderson, Henderson, Las Vegas. I, I didn't even know there was a Henderson, Las Vegas. Henderson, Nevada. It's like 30 or 30 or 45 minutes off the strip, I believe. Okay. Um, 
I've so been I'm, there once. So, so your 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 whole deal is that you really don't see nobody driving all the way out to Henderson to see the A's if they get out there. No, your fan base is going to be Henderson, Nevada, and the population of Henderson, Nevada, I don't think is big enough to sustain a major league baseball team. They're talking about not even building a stadium, but just playing in the minor league stadium they have there. Well, this is the thing. We all know that the, the terminal, I don't know why I can't think of the name of it now. Um, Jack London Square? Well, that's it. Yeah, but they're calling it something else. It's something the terminal. terminal. Yeah. Forgive me for not remembering, but that is something that's still viable. Apparently, the manage, the owner, the ownership and the head of the office for the A's are still going through a lot of paperwork with their lawyers. Or they're they're fine, fine tooth combing this. And because they do understand that apparently a yes vote was taken from the city of Oakland, just not on every single detail that they wanted. So they got to go through. They got to go through all this paperwork and figure out what was agreed on yes and what did they did not say yes to. But I still think them taking that position is going to mess the whole thing up because you you look at and, I, and this is the thing about Libby Schaff and her front office. Okay, they're not thinking about the long term effect of them making this happen. That's where they're messing up. They didn't do that with with the Golden State Warriors. They didn't do it with the Oakland Raiders. Okay. If they would have, if they would have stopped looking right in front of themselves and looked, you know, ten years down the line, fifteen years down the line, they would have saw that whatever they don't necessarily agree on, right? Ever that that could have been hashed out later on in another meeting. Okay, I, I agree. Look, but here, here, here. Let me, let me, here. We give you the, the the city of Oakland side of it. Um, during a pandemic, during a global pandemic, and we're not even out of it yet. We don't think, mm -hmm. right? No, we're not. The city, the, the, the city of Oakland says yes. So that's progress right there. That's foresight. That's vision because, because from my understanding is the ownership of the A's, it's all or nothing. It's you build this stadium and this surrounding community up or not at all. We don't do it at all. Like it's not just this, like so. And that's where the city of Oakland's like, man, like you're asking us to invest an extra, you know, whatever, 12 billion, 1.2 billion, whatever the number is for things that are not stadium related. And that's where they have a problem. And, and you're making these decisions in the middle of a pandemic. So, so I do give props to this because they were given a time frame that was pretty unreasonable. Like you guys have a week to vote on this. Well, and they voted and they voted yes to their credit. So Okay, but this is the thing, and, and this is where uh, I kind of see the A side of it, too, because you brought out the fact that, you know, there's infrastructure that they want them to pay money on. You're, you're kind of saying to the A's, guess what? We want you to help rebuild our city. And it's just like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> okay, we're trying to, we're just trying to build a stadium here. We're not trying to help you in your job. Your job is to build the city. No, the, a the A's want to build the city up around. Oh, they, they, oh, they do. Build, they want to build a community like the Warriors have done over there where they built that whole infrastructure around mm -hmm. the stadium. Right. The restaurants and the bars and the, you know, shopping. You know, that's what the, the A's want in this proposal is like, hey, we want this stadium. The stadium's going to cost you, boom, billion. And now we want you to build up the infrastructure around the stadium. That's going to be another boom, billion dollars. And Oakland was going, well, hold on a second. We want to do the stadium. But now you're adding another boom amount, billion of dollars to this price tag. 
and it's getting real steep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And on that note, we're going to have to go because we actually ran over today, but we had a lot to talk about. So um, first of all, you're looking at Matt, none the wiser wise. He's nice and relaxed on his vacation. I'm Richard DeRaze Ewing. I'm now settled into my new digs and you've been watching Game Face on the Bleed Talent Network. You can subscribe to us on YouTube. If you do, you will get an official Game Face t-shirt. When you subscribe, please leave your contact information. It's important for us to have that information so that we can send you your t-shirt. You can come in, you can sit down, you can even have a drink. But if you do, you better have your Game Face on. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.